Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Hearst Brothers New Music Review. Uh, I'm Johnny Hearst. We've got my brother Mark on the line, digitally this time. (laughs) Howdy. (laughs) And today we've got special guests, Christy James from Shape Music, and I've been really excited for this one. Christy, how are you? (laughs) I'm really good. Thank you. I hope I don't disappoint you. (laughs) I'm sure you won't. Um, yeah, our our bar is real low, so you're probably good. <laughs> oh, oh, fantastic. All right. Let's see how we get it. <laughs> so all the way across a couple of ponds in Australia, this is pretty really? cool that we can do this. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. Like 15 years ago, not a hope. Even 10, maybe. Probably. Mm. Yeah, we would have never met. It's yeah, such a no. shame. Now we can have <laughs> well, a podcast. I would have been traveling, so I might have met you, but not like this. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, back when traveling was a thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Christy, I know your background because I've been following you and I've done a bit of a deep dive. I've done my homework, per se. Um, oh, nice. That's but why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and where you came from, what you're doing now? Give us the mm-hmm. details. All right, I will try to make it um, shorter so it's not so boring. But um, people ask me when I started music and there's no real answer. It's kind of all that I've ever done. But I actually I started my own business when I was 14. So I was running school discos and, you know, doing all of these things. I know nobody believes me except I actually have like all of the newspaper clippings for it. When I think back and I look at my children, I'm like, I don't, that is just, why are my parents letting me do that? (laughs) Anyway, um, so I recorded, I um, saved the money myself, recorded my first EP when I was 14 as well. So, um, so I started putting music out then. And then from there, i you know, I was kind of touring and playing. Um, when I turned 18, I was finally allowed to actually do gigs. Although, you know, it was kind of, they were a little bit more flexible back then. So I still had done, but, um, but so I had done even more gigs when I turned 18. Um, and still did a lot around where I live, basically. Um, and, you know, singing lessons, I was always learning. So I'm a, like heavily trained vocalist um, and, and a singing teacher. Um, and then I had kids, got married, had kids, got divorced, still have the children. I hope so. <laughs> couldn't get rid of that. No, I couldn't. <laughs> They're much older now. They're like 13 and 15. Um, but you know, I had like a bit of a hiatus at that point in time where I actually got what they call a normal job at an, at an insurance company. Okay. Um, and while I had learned many great things during that three times, I had also learned that that world and having a boss was not for me at all. So, uh, so I left the job. I left my husband <laughs> and, um, and I just, I thought, you know, um, I just need to get a job, look after these kids and support these kids. And then I thought to myself, like when they were younger, like, I can't teach them that I have to teach them that you kind of still have to go for your dreams. And I didn't feel fulfilled at all. Um, so I actually met my now husband who I've 
who I've been with for the last 12 years. And um, I started getting back into it a little bit and in 2009 um, started to get back into things because we've got um, a country music channel here and uh, I would watch that every day with my kids, probably should have been doing the housework. But I'd sit down and watch it and then I'd get so sad because like my friends that I grew up with were on this channel and I'm like what am I doing you know I was this person that just kept going when I was young this is what I wanted to do I was so focused and so anyway I felt pretty broken and um and then that was kind of it that's when I started to start again back in the industry um I think i I brought out my first song again after I spent a few years just trying to build my profile back up. I think I brought out a song maybe in 2012. Um, My very first song, I was so excited. It was like number 19 or 20 on the iTunes charts, which is pretty good still back then. That's amazing. No, that's really good. (laughs) Um, Yeah, because there were a lot of – you didn't have streaming back then, so that was pretty pretty good. But then the EP that followed went to number two. Oh, my Um, God. Yeah, which was was really great, especially back then. Um, and then from there, you know, I've um, just been doing festivals and touring. Um, I was a judge on one of our TV shows that we had here um, called All Together Now, which is um, one of the judges is like Ronan Keating and a few. There's a hundred judges all up. So anyway, I was on <laughs> um, on that talent show, not singing but judging. Um, and you know, I've just been doing a lot of that, um, plus recording music. Plus, I signed a record deal a couple of years ago, which then I decided I wanted to go back to independent because I wanted to get into sync licensing, yeah. which is what I do a lot now with my husband. So uh, my husband and I do that, which is awesome. So there's a lot of ways you can make money in the music industry. Um, and I opened a music school four years ago. Um, I've won some business awards with that music school. So that's focusing mainly on younger people rather than my older students because I was doing a lot of one-on-one teaching Um, and then um, before the pandemic hit and the pandemic's given me a chance to really work on this but before the pandemic hit I had a lot of students and a lot of people asking me questions about the music industry because you know I have literally made every mistake you can make and I've spent more (laughs) money than most people would ever dream of um, trying to figure this stuff out because there's not many people that will help you know nobody will say this is how you do it or this is the path that you need to take or this is what you need to do it's like okay pay me ten thousand dollars I might tell you one thing you know so um so the the, I was working with um with a guy in a studio I was just doing I do some bvs sometimes um in my own home studio for other artists and uh and he said you know it'd be really great if these new artists knew what they were doing it'd be great if you could come and talk to (laughs) some of them um I'm like oh geez I don't know like I'm really flat out that's when I decided to um to create shape and shape music and that's um the idea behind that was to help independent artists people who are starting out so new and emerging independent artists um showing them you know, I put out a lot of free content showing them how to do the basics, you know, getting their brand and, and then getting getting them ready to put out their music and then from there how to grow um, and make a, a living from music. So um, that's been my focus now and I 
brought out my first course in March, um, which covers everything, which, you know, a lot of people bring out courses and they talk about it and they're like, you should buy this, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I try not to to say that, but I tell you, I wish, I, I created something that I wish I had have had. Right. Um, so that's where I'm at at the moment. I'm still recording, actually. I'm just about to do vocals on a new album next week. Um, and I'm still doing sync licensing and I still play a little bit as much as um, I'm able to. Um, and then I run my music school and shape music. So, um, so yeah, that's basically my story. Um, yeah. That is wild. Like it, <laughs> you've done it all. Um, yeah, I have. <laughs> it's so really cool. tiring when I think about it. <laughs> I can but, imagine. Um, yeah. It just sounds like a dream though. I think there's a lot of people who would be very envious of that background in the music industry. It's so strange because I still don't feel like I've achieved the things that I want to, and I don't feel like I've done that much. Um, you know, it doesn't, I don't see it like that yeah um so yeah it's it's really strange it's just like oh sometimes I have to stop and look at what I've done to understand um that you know okay well you probably can help some people yeah so yeah well that yeah <laughs> that's interesting because we and this I guess this is the reason why we're having on you on our show as well even though our show is very baby very infant um, but our whole goal, yeah, especially compared to that story now, I'm <laughs> like, sure. Oh boy, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but it, it's uh, uh, what we've tried to do is also focus on helping other indie artists, right? So we're indie artists and the timing couldn't be better because we're releasing our first EP September 2nd. That's very exciting. Very exciting. September 2nd. Okay. September 2nd. Yes. All, um, all done by ourselves. And and we thought, though, we had released some singles last year, and it was really just a learning curve for us. Like, I was learning how to record, how to mix, how to master, how to do everything myself. And mm. um, that's, that's a lot in itself. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> but it also doesn't require a lot of capital investment. So it was a hobby. We're both working full time. So we're like, we don't we expect to make money doing this. We're just trying to do it for fun because we love music. And then realized, mm. okay, cool. We, I put all this work into making singles and we release them and then nobody listens you're like huh okay so there's more to this than just boom put it out there to the world right so 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 many people wake up and and not not nothing against you at all because i've listened to your stuff and you guys have a lot of talent um and you've done very well well, um learning how to use use some software and whatever door you use that's amazing um but there are many, many, many people, especially during the pandemic, that wake up and think the same thing. I'm going to yep. be a musician. I'm going to be an artist. I'm going to record some music. And what I'm finding now as well, people during the pandemic are doing that and buying all of this gear and then everything opens up and they're like, oh, shit, I can't actually play live. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that I don't actually possess any experience whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, See, so, we're, yeah. we're, so, yes, we're opposite. We're opposite, though, because we started playing live music. And yes. that's where we got yeah. our background from. Good. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And then it wasn't until a couple of years of playing live where we thought, oh, you know what? It'd be cool to re- write our we own stuff. Record. It'd be cool to record. Yeah. And then down that rabbit hole we went. But um, yeah. 
but then the whole thing the whole reason behind the podcast was for the same thing it was like i can't get people to listen to my music so what's wrong with Mm. it where how do i get feedback that's what i wanted uh, and i Mm. consider super valuable i want to hear feedback i want to know what other people think and Mm. that's why we started this show was you know like you said there's a million people and their brothers who have done the same thing during the pandemic and we thought well we're well, no expert. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. But but we're not experts, but we thought, well, maybe we can give just what the average music consumer thinks in terms of feedback to other artists. So that's mm-hmm. why we started the show. And that's what we've been doing yeah. all while still trying to learn how to make better music so that hopefully we get some more people listening to it. Yeah. Although <laughs> better, better music does not translate to more people listening. Mm, it yeah. doesn't. You're totally right. <laughs> but I am also a perfectionist. And so I knew the flaws in our first stuff. Like it, I, yeah, I, I knew it wasn't good. you should always be trying to improve no matter what. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, exactly. You've got to hone your craft. That's something that I talk about all of the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and a lot of people do forget that. They think, okay, well, if I can just market, 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 um, I'll do really well. But, you know, it's a whole package. It's a whole thing. You can't have one without the other. And exactly. um, sometimes I forget that that's, that's not actually just a given. People don't actually realize that you really should be good at what you do. Um, so sometimes <laughs> I get in trouble. People pop up and say, you should be good at what you do. I'm like, isn't that a given? Yeah, but, yeah I would assume yeah, so as well. It's just not. So, yeah. Um, but in that. saying that, in seeing that, you don't have to be amazing either. You can just be different. So mm. it's, a, it's a gray area really great (laughs) yeah especially in music but no I think that is one of the coolest parts about this show so far and just highlighting that it's like there's so many amazing bands that record amazing music and it's like nobody knows who they are like and it's it's wild because you're like how is this not famous like and I don't I don't get it but you know more than we do yeah (laughs) it's a full circle thing but this, this actually leads me to one of the questions that I wrote. And before, like, I've got a lot of questions for you. Um, okay. <laughs> but <laughs> a lot. A lot. But I, one of the first... I just hope, you might have to give me a few seconds to process and think that's before okay. I open my mouth. Sometimes I open too quickly. And I'm like, that's that wasn't the right answer. That wasn't even the question. <laughs> that's all so. right. That's, I mean, welcome to the Hearst Brothers show. That's like our motto is just open your mouth and see what happens. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but one of my questions and and we've thought about this a lot how excluding everything the full circle the full process I mean you say you've got the music you've got the content you've got the consistency you've got the audience blah 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 blah. how big of a role do you think luck plays into pushing your career over the edge that's a whole other conversation and I know that you've just (laughs) put all of that stuff in a barrel but if you want what i believe yeah that's what i want um and and i've studied and i've studied this for years and years so when i just got out of my old marriage and was trying to get back into life i started to look into uh that manifestation stuff so um and and retraining my brain for success so in that eight years, um, I'm a, a totally different person. You have no idea how many things have changed in my life, how much of a different person I am. It's just I'm not even remotely the person that I was, you know, 10 years ago. Uh, and in saying that, the thing that 
um, that I have seen over and over again is what you put out is what comes back. Is there luck? Is there an element of luck? I don't, a lot of people say there is, but I don't believe that there is because I believe that if you are so, if you are wanting something so badly and you consistently go for it, then your actions change. Therefore your reactions change and they put you in those places that you need to be. Now I've watched so many documentaries um, and so many interviews on people like Michael Bublé, Adele, um, a heap of actors, Tom Cruise, everybody, they all believed 100%, no matter, they didn't know how they were going to do it, but no matter what, they did not let go of the belief that they were going to be successful. Like Michael Bublé literally slept on his Bible every night under his pillow, knowing 100% right or wrong that he was going to have that career. Now he ended up singing just out of function and somebody that was able to help him was just there. Now, what put him at that function? Yeah, exactly. You know, so yeah. so you can call it luck, but I really don't believe, I, I believe that you make your own luck. And that comes from, yeah, eight or ten years of listening to multiple, <laughs> multiple hundreds of audiobooks. Yeah. That's, that's an yeah. interesting perspective. And that's a good point. Like, I, I definitely agree with you. Um, but it's, there's also... I agree with a lot of what you said, but also I think there's confirmation bias when we think about super successful people and them saying, oh, I wanted it so bad, right? But it's like for every Michael Buble, there's 300 other kids that also slept on their Bible that wanted it so bad. Oh, three million. That, that didn't three make million. it, <laughs> right? And so I agree with you. Like, I think you have to be I, that there's person. A, there's a difference between wanting something and visualizing and accepting and making your brain believe that you're going to have that. If if it was as simple right. as sleeping on your Bible and wishing for something, then right. everyone would do it. Yeah. But yeah. it is yeah. not. It's not. It takes and and it, and I have to retrain every day. Like some days I'm just like this is not working and then I have to reset myself and go again and it it takes a special sort of person and and I don't feel like I'm that person but I feel like those people that aren't born that way you know just wanting something and just going for it um I feel like it it takes a lot of work to um right. to get your brain to a point where you just know you know sometimes there are things that you and think about it over your life sometimes there are things that you just know and then they happen or if you're talking about somebody and you haven't seen them for a long time and then you see them you know like it's just that 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 vibrations thing i believe um and i just don't think it's as easy as wishing or visualizing right. um you have to live it and you have to retrain your brain to a point where your brain believes that it's true because apparently your brain can't tell the difference between what is real and what is not. And they experimented with that in the 80s and the Olympics where they had people run the Olympics in their mind and run it on the track and they showed that they had the very same feelings that their brain couldn't tell the difference. So if you trick your brain and people can lie to themselves all the time and believe it, you ever seen a liar who believes in himself? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they actually do believe themselves because they've tricked their brain into believing their story to be true. Now, if you can get to a point where you trick your brain into believing your story is true, 
and your brain is like, you are going to be famous, then you will freaking do anything that you need to do. And that is what puts you in those places to be like Michael Bublé and not everybody, not 3 million or 300 <laughs> people are like that. So no, that's I, like I like that that's mentality. How I feel. Yeah, and I think it's so true too when you look at anyone that's like the elite of whether mm. it's music or sports or business or anything they all yeah. have such an interesting way of thinking about things. Like they're not yeah. your average person. They're they're all so unique, and Ooh. yeah, it's like they they got to where they are because of how their mind works. And yeah. I and I get that. Like that's really cool way of thinking about it. Two um two big people that come to mind are The Rock and Kevin Hart. If you listen to some of Kevin Hart's podcasts, you know, same mentality. You will see the same pattern. If you listen to people's success stories like that, you will see the same belief pattern um, come up over and over again because I had to convince my husband and we listened to some podcasts and he just heard the same thing and I'm like, there you go. (laughs) There's that one. Told you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. And now, you know, now it's like if you put enough work into looking at that, it's kind of it's almost irrefutable. Anyway, that's my belief, so... That's awesome. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I agree. You definitely have to, like, the mindset is, is I think, half of it. And then I think the other half is the hustle. Oh. Like, you have to also be willing to put in the work, which is tough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, I, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Go I agree. on. I agree um, to a certain extent. But I don't think you have to hustle as much as you think. Um, I think that you work smarter, not harder. Right. Yeah. Um, so I agree it's, with that. For me, for me, I can work myself into a dish. So I was, here's an example. I was teaching at home privately. I had 39 students and it was just, it was way too much. I was exhausted. So I had to figure out a plan, um, you know, to get together a music school where I could teach small groups that would allow me to make the same amount of money now, it's right. not easy just to start up a music school. No. Yeah, but, you know, 18 months into my music school, I had replaced my entire income from my private students to my, to my um, yeah, music school. And I cut my time down from like 25 hours to seven hours a week teaching. Wow. Wow. Um, for the same income. So yeah, that's amazing. I'm not working harder. I'm working smarter. Hmm. I like yeah. that. I like so, it. So, yeah, I'm not about the hustle. I used to be, right. but it burns you out. The hustle burns you out. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So um, I'm, a, I'm a really big fan of, um, you may not have heard, but he started the recording revolution. His name's Graham Cochran. Yeah. And um, he's, he's very well known usually in the, in the music, in the audio field, and he went over to the business side of things, which is why I follow him a lot over there. And that's his thing. He he works less than six hours a week or something and, you know, makes millions. Uh, wow. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's just about being just s- smarter with what you're doing and, and doing the things that are going to – it's the – have you heard of the 80-20 rule, Pareto's law? I think so. So – yeah, so 80% of what you have coming in comes from 20% of what you do. So look at what you're doing and, you know, figure out what's bringing in those people, what's 
moving your career forward is posting on Instagram, you know, every single day and talking to people every single day, actually bringing business in for you, you know. So it's about assessing. Um, so anyway, that's that's my theory um, <laughs> behind, behind the hustle. So You're I used just... to be at that highlighting a ton of mistakes I've made over my life and I'm like oh god I'm like a 50 50 it's like where am I going (laughs) I need to rethink everything no honestly like this is I've only learned this stuff myself in from the last dedicated 10 years because I got so sick of being at rock bottom and going I don't know how I'm going to move forward I just don't know I could not see myself with anything other than my kids and my rental um, and my husband, and both my husband and I are self-employed musicians, and we don't do anything outside of the music industry. That's amazing. Um, and I have a plan, you know, I've got a 10-year plan for my goals um, and exactly what I need to achieve each year, and I just set that and focus on that um, and figure out the quickest, smartest way to it, not the hardest hustle way. That's so cool. <laughs> this is this is this is amazing. Uh, I'm I'm really enjoying your answers. They're so precise and tactical. I like it. Um, oh well, I hope I don't make you feel bad. <laughs> no, you don't no, at all. No. You know, you don't at all. I'm trying to gather. I'm trying to get a little bit of your expertise, right? Because I'm a pretty strategic thinker myself, and mm-hmm. everything that we've done in the music industry. Like, so not podcast aside. So what we've been doing with the Hearst Brothers music is strictly for fun. Like there is zero expectation of, oh, I'm going to make a career out of this one day. Would I like that? A hundred percent. I would love to do music full time, but Mm -hmm. I'm also in one of those weird situations, which I feel like a lot of people can relate to where, you know, I've got a mortgage, I've got bills and I have a full time job, which happily yep. puts me into a comfortable zone so for me to go mm-hmm. all in on music that's a dangerous place to be by the way i i, I know it is the comfort zone I, exactly <laughs> right dangerous place yeah it, it is so it's like and and i understand where you're coming from and i actually have a youtube video exactly on this that explains how to get out of that situation <laughs> you um, need to get out john <laughs> it's a step-by-step thing you know i understand that you got a mortgage yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's kind of like this push-pull thing, and this is what I've done as well, this push-pull thing in the industry. So right now um, I am still gigging quite a bit um, because my husband and I are building a new house. Um, so I'm gigging trying to bring all of, you know, all of the money in that we need, and I don't want to do that. So what am I doing? <laughs> I'm building up shape. I'm building up my music school so I right. can replace those slowly. It doesn't happen. No, overnight, it takes time. Yeah, but it's yeah. Um, but you have to put those measurements in place. Okay, how many gigs do I need to do, or you know, what do I need to do musically um, to make this much money to cover this part of my my job or my mortgage, so that I can you know pull back on the things that I'm doing and put more more time into my music career. It's a process, but if you always just say, I would love to do this, but I'm comfortable doing this, that's what's going to stay forever. That's 100%. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's, it is definitely 100% possible, more than possible. Um, it's just, just risky. To, it's a huge risk. It, it is. Yeah, but nobody gets anywhere. I know. Taking a risk. I know. You 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 have to be a risk taker. And for me, it's been I'm a more like numbers guy too, in a sense. 
No, no, I'm definitely risky, like financially risky, like I'm a risk taker. Yeah, but for me, it's been like a test the water type thing. And I know that sounds like a conservative state of mind, (laughs) but it's like... It's it's a good idea. You should never just jump in and go, well, I don't have a a job now. Exactly. (laughs) Now I'm screwed. So that's been our thoughts. And like, keep in mind too, this is a year and a half journey for us. So it's, we're really, really new doing this and it was okay, let's, let's put more effort into this EP and let's try to make music that I genuinely enjoy doing that I think other people might enjoy. And then I'm working right now on a marketing campaign and I'm working on a promotion strategy and I'm doing that all by myself without spending any money. So it's like, if there's a sign that, oh, okay, I put in this level of work and I got this return, then now I know, okay, maybe if I if I can grow that larger, then I can get a larger return. Then I can potentially see, okay, maybe there is a future in this, but yeah, if it fails horribly, then at least I still have a job and I can just say, Oh, I'm just doing it for fun and keep doing it for fun. Yeah. I guess. Comfortable. The, I, guess the, <laughs> I guess the saddest reality um, of this is that you're probably not going to make a living streaming your music alone. No doubt. Um, unless, you know, unless you're really going to go jump all in and try to get to that level of fame, you know, um, to make a living just off that one thing is, is very, very difficult. Oh yeah. So, um, what you have though going for you and maybe you can look into is that you have your studio and you can actually do everything that you need to do to be able to go into, say, sync licensing, which is very lucrative. Yes. I have been super Um, interested in that. Mark, do you know what sync licensing Um, is? No, I was just going to ask. I I have no idea what that means. So, uh, sorry. So sync licensing is when you record your music um, and then you pitch it to TV and film. So you know how you hear all the music in the backgrounds of TV, television shows and things like that? Yeah. Um, when you had the ability to pull apart the tracks the way that you're meant to for the TV shows and things like that, um, it can be a very lucrative business. So that's, you know, that's something that you can, can always look into. There's so many avenues to make a living from, from music. But, um, the one thing that I would suggest for you, if you are wanting to make money the way that you're doing this right now is you need an email. (laughs) Yes, please. Yeah, you need an email list. I need an email list. Yeah. What kind of email list, Christy? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Um, I'm actually considering creating a course on this. Um, So here's the thing. Social media, you are at the mercy of the platform creators, okay? There's this guy, this poor guy named Wavy Wayne. He's got 170,000 subscribers to YouTube. He's um, a professional audio engineer. I was watching a live stream on Facebook the other day and I'm like, what's wrong with this? What's He seems really sad. He got an email out of the blue from YouTube that said, okay, channel shutting down. You're in violation. He's never had any violations or anything. Right. This guy's whole business was built on YouTube. Okay. So he's got endorsements, everything just gone like that. Now, thankfully he's got enough supporters to contact YouTube. He got the channel back by the end of the, the live stream, which I was very happy for him for, but that was his whole income and his whole life gone like that. 
Okay. The one thing that he was asking people to do on that live stream and he's still asking people to do is to subscribe to his email list because you have control over that. You have a direct line of contact with your fans. So if you've got new music coming out or you want to sell your merchandise, email marketing. It's still the number one way to market. Um, So that is what I would suggest you do. And um, like I said, I'm considering doing a course on this called something like super simple music marketing or something. Um, I but like it. It's kind of just in, in the works at the moment. But the idea that I have, and, um, and I haven't told anyone this stuff before yet actually, Ooh. but the idea that I have is that, you know, if you guys are bigger on social media and you're getting people you know, onto social media, what you really want to do from there is use that as a funnel and get people onto your mailing list. Right. So you might have newsletters and things like that. Um, You might have competitions or if they sign up, they might get a free song sent to them or something like that. Right, right. As you build your email list, the percentage of selling to your email list really isn't that high. It's like between 1% and 3% of your email list. But If you've got, say, 10,000 people on your email list, you know, 1% spending 50 bucks even yeah. is, is an income, even if you've got 1,000 people, you know. So, um, so that's how I suggest people market. So, yeah, of course you can still do social media because it's fun um, and you can bring people in that way onto your email list, but that email list should be your number one thing because you're not losing that. But you can lose, you know, this, where, where do you host your podcast? Uh, this People podcast host- is available on Spotify, Apple Music, and <laughs> a million other podcast services that I've never heard of. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, but the actual company that you host your podcast with. Oh, yeah. We use Anchor right now because it's free. Anchor. Right. So Anchor could close down next month. Yep. There goes, you know, there goes everything. Um, so, and, and, I'm sure you'll be, I'm sure you'll be fine. And you know, YouTube, um, YouTube, and everything like that is pretty solid. But they do, you, we are at the mercy of yeah. these social media channels where we're not with email marketing, and that's why I'm such a huge fan of that, and that's why I suggest. You build your fan base, you know, not only on social media but in this email marketing list so that you have your own little audience that you can market to whenever you've got things going on. Say a 1,000 people, you can send them straight to Spotify to listen and stream your new song. That's so brilliant. That's, um, that's, my, that's my thing around yeah, wow. um, marketing. Um, so, yeah, but there's, a, you know, a little more involved in that when you're trying to build up your social media, like your consistency, finding your target market, making sure that, you know, you're bringing the people on board that are interested in you and then right. trying to really work on that organic growth. Now, for me, social media, I don't really have the time to be on social media. So you might look at my, you know, Instagram numbers for, for shape and they're, not as high as say some of my music ones um, on my music page Um, but I'm just consistently just putting up as much as I can but I don't put a lot of focus into that because my main thing is to be bringing people onto my email list which is I saw you subscribed I think I did actually yeah yeah um, so in in return for that you got the 12 page ebook 
um, you know, which yep. goes through five important steps um, to to starting starting out, making sure you've got a good brand, making sure you're recording good material, um, and then you know, releasing that. So, so that's what that's the incentive that I have to get people onto my marketing, um, my email list. So that's usually the one place that I would start with at the very beginning is, you know, starting with having that. And the other thing I would suggest that you do, and I just did a video about this the other day, is get a contact list started. So get everyone that you know in the industry and then keep adding to that because when you release your music, if you're not using a publicist because you don't want to spend money on a publicist, you need to have people to send your, um, you need to have people to send your media release to. Otherwise, how do people know to listen to your music? How does media know to put your music on the radio? Yeah. So that's where I'm at right now is building out that, that big list of radio stations, blogs, websites, Instagram accounts, etc. And then Mm. leads me to a great question. And and this is one where I scoured the internet and it might be, I I only recently dove into your YouTube videos. So you probably answered this question somewhere, but I haven't found it yet. Is it revolves around timing. So timing. So when's the right time to start sending those emails out and to start promoting your upcoming release? Yeah, that's, um, I have a timeline for that actually um, within in my course, but you've already set a release date, right? We have, but it's flexible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for an EP, um, are you releasing any songs off the EP first? No. Have you done so? No. Okay, so you're just putting out an EP. Four songs, EP. Right. Well, if you are starting with me, from fresh um by the way that was my favorite song on there fresh thank you Um, oh me too (laughs) if you were starting out i would suggest that you would put out two singles and then follow with the ep that's generally how it works um yes that's so that you can build hype around your ep um so this is the first song from the upcoming album ep um and then you know maybe have a a film clip or some some sort of you know cheaper version of a film clip um you bring people on get them excited and then within say two months of that you put out the next song do the same thing and then you put out the third song and within a few weeks of that you push out the EP. That's generally the timeline that I suggest um, because you've gone to all of this trouble to put four songs out and what you're going to do is put four songs out. Firstly, Spotify, you can only get one onto a playlist from those four. You can't do them separately, whereas if you do singles, you get a chance four times or three times at least to get your song on a Spotify playlist. Right. but push, pushing out the four songs at once, what are you going to do when that hype dies down? You've just given yourself maybe <laughs> two, or three, two or three months to build up all of this hype that you can. Right, right. Just, so I'm going to sit kind of, comfortably. <laughs> it's kind of, it's not that it can't be done, but it's just, it's a waste of this music that you have that to makes, do that. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. um, We're already behind. <laughs> I've been terrible. No, 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 no. Oh, my goodness. Not don't, at all. Don't. Yeah. This but is in regards to, you know, valuable. if you don't want to do that, in regards to your EP, um, you should 
July, uh, August, September, September 2nd. You should already <laughs> nearly have it up on on Spotify. Um, you should already have it uploaded to um, your distribution house. Yeah, um, I just did that like yeah. last week and then thought, oh, okay, uh, yeah. next week. That's- but then I dove into, well, like, should I start sending emails now or is it too early? Um, it's It's never too early, but I don't send media releases until just the the day um you know that it's coming out because radio don't want to be bothered by what's coming that was my that was my thoughts right right? Uh, (sighs) yeah but you can start sending out and setting up um sending out your music and setting up with you know um like podcasts and like other interviews media, and stuff. Other media and, and trying to get stories organized. Or if you have a relationship with the radio station or a direct contact with them, you can send them that music and say, you know, that um, you're scheduling some interviews, but only really if you've got a contact and close contact with them. Otherwise what you do is you send out your media release and then you come to, you give them a few days mm-hmm. um, and then you go back or a, a week or two, then you go back and you do your follow-up, um, right. which I think is in the ebook that I gave you. Then you do your follow-up and then you organize your, because they've had the time to listen to it. Um, or you say, just check it in. Do you have, did you get a copy? Does it work? You know? Right, um, right. And if, if, yeah. Then from there you, um, and if you'd like to schedule an interview, um, I'd love to do that. And that's kind of how you go with with the media. That's the media follow-up. That's how a publicist works. That's cool. what they would do for you. But if you're doing it yourself, yeah. Well, yeah, I have no other choice but to do it myself. But you've just given me some really yeah. good insight and points as to maybe how I should adjust our strategy a little bit. And I should probably take a bit of a step back and maybe... You need to... Not you need to be marketing. 2nd. You need you need to be marketing to all of your social media already. Right. But the other thing I don't want you guys to do because I know that you're really passionate about making something from this. The other thing I don't want you to do and this is what I did because <laughs> I've done everything wrong. Um <laughs> just go ahead anyway because you don't want to wait another second for people to hear this music. Yeah. What you have to remember is people don't actually give a shit. They don't want to hear your music. You have yeah. to make them want to hear it. They've got 50 million people's music that they can choose from. So your, your you know, your angst and your anxiety to get this out can hold you back from actually achieving its full potential. I just brought out my last um, album um, just, a, just a few months ago actually and I recorded that in 2018 in Nashville. Wow. And I just brought it out, like the full thing. So um, we don't have a lot of money and time as artists, so you need to make each bit of content that you create really last. Right. Really last. Bring in everything that you can from every piece of content, Um, every piece of content. You know, you've got four songs. Here you go, world, four (laughs) songs. I'm just picturing us. Us not knowing, releasing a four-song EP, nobody ever listens to it, and then it's like, oh, wow. <laughs> well, that's what yeah. happened with all of our other singles, right? We were in a huge yeah. rush to and, and it, put them out there, and then it was like, oh, okay, cool, it's out there, and uh, nobody's listening. So that's right, yeah. We're and just that's waiting. Why, 
That's why <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't matter how good it is. It really doesn't yeah. matter how good it is. You have to follow this strategy. You have to market it. You have to let people know that it's out there and you have to show them why they will like it. You know? You have to my mum, for instance, well, she might like your stuff. She's pretty flexible. But if you're trying to target my mum, you're trying to target my mum on social media, just trying to get a new fan. She's not going to be a diehard fan. Do you know you only yeah. need a thousand true fans, a thousand super fans to make a living? I believe that. A thousand, a thousand wow. people on your list need to spend one hundred dollars with you a year. That's it. How much money is that? That's a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're just 999 super fans away. Yeah. Oh boy. You know what? That's that's why you got to build your email list and have content. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Time. This is a long game. It's not a game where you can just record your music and put it out. I hate to tell you that because trust me, no, I, I know love how to it hear it because I did it. <laughs> that's you know, yeah. I did it many this is, times. Yeah, this is extremely valuable because it is it, and like you said earlier is that it's really hard to find this information out there or you have to spend yeah, hours is. and hours and hours digging through youtube and watching videos and making notes which i've done tons of times but even then yeah. it's it's that's it's not why enough. i take courses that's why i actually take people's courses people are like but you can find that stuff on youtube i probably can but i don't have the time to sift through all the shit and put it together yeah you yeah, know? yeah. exactly like, um that's why I buy courses all of the time because all of the information that I need is there. And most courses now have a 30-day or at least a seven-day money-back guarantee. So if it's not right. what you need, you know, that's the same thing I offer. I don't want to take people's money if it's not the right thing. So um, so that's how I learn now. And we're very lucky that this is happening, you know, within the world that we can purchase these kinds of things because, when I was doing it, you couldn't. Yeah. You know, so, so yeah. That's crazy. I think we need Sorry, to you had a whole, whole list of, <laughs> no, <laughs> you no. said you have a whole list of questions, yeah? No, and you're answering majority of them as you go. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, I think that's what we needed to hear from our position being that we don't have a budget. I'm not going to hire PR. I'm not going to hire an agent. It's just, we don't have the money in music to do that right so it's kind of like i yeah, said a test the water thing do it ourselves but i want to do mm -hmm. it efficiently and i want to be smart about yeah. how we do it yeah. and so yeah we're gonna have to take a few steps back here and reanalyze <laughs> our plan yeah a couple yeah. big steps back <laughs> that's some that's rethink strange. my life <laughs> no <laughs> Oh, well, as a bonus, as a bonus, I'll throw in the course for you. Oh, I was going to buy your course anyways. I, I was, I had already looked at it today, and I was like, oh yeah, I would do that. But to your point, yeah. the core, the course thing is, it's, it's a bit difficult, not knowing the types. Like, like I've signed up for a few different courses before, yeah. and before I've paid, I got a real feeling of like, oh, this is kind of scammy. Like this guy's trying to just sell yeah. me his course. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I'm not even going to take anything away from this. And then I shy out of it. Um, I, I didn't yeah. get the feeling of that with yours because I, I, I kind of know you and I've looked through your stuff. I've seen your free content, well, your videos. Yeah, yeah. I just want to yeah. make that clear that, but I've seen other people out there that 
that just come off super salesy. And then I can tell this whole video is you're trying to sell me into buying your course. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, I don't even, I don't trust you as soon as I get that vibe. And then that's why you should get off that page. Yeah, and I have. But say with somebody like somebody like Graham, not one time has he ever come across to me salesy. No. He seems so genuine, you know. And they are the people that that you need to find. And sometimes it's hard to know what you are actually looking for yourself. You know, it's like, okay, what do I actually need to learn? Um, but somebody's sales page, which is unfortunately the term for it, you know, if you go onto my page and you look at the course, there's enough information in there for you to understand what is in the course. And the reason those pages are so long, because I think to myself, holy shit, like I don't, this just seems too much. But the reason those pages are long is because People um, interact with information differently. So you've got to cover, there's like yeah. a few steps that you actually have to cover to make sure that each person and how they learn is is covered so that they understand what they would be getting from the course. So you might scroll from the top, you might look at the top, you might scroll and stop maybe halfway and look at something and then go to the bottom and you haven't even read the other information. Yeah. But if you're interested, then you'll come back and you'll probably read more. Absolutely. So there's a whole psychology around it. But in saying that, there are many people that are just out there for sales and that's not why I started this. No. Um, I put that together for people that want to take that extra step because, you know, the information should be available. But for me to put all of my time, effort, energy and the money that I've spent to learn that stuff, you know, there needs to be some sort of compensation plus people will not i have given this course to people a few people for nothing they are the ones that don't put the effort in right because they have nothing riding on it if you pay for something if you have if you have to invest in something then you are more likely to do something that's another reason you shouldn't give away a course you know for free yeah absolutely so it's it's, it puts it puts the learner at a disadvantage totally apparently statistics say no, I totally get that. I did. I tricked myself into drinking more water by buying a water bottle. And you're like, great. Yeah. And I fill it up all the time. Totally. Yeah. I've done tons of things like yeah. that. Right. It's yeah. crazy. That's a big thing that we've spoken about with other artists that we've had on the show is kind of knowing your genre. And mm. I mean, there's value in being unique and different. But at the same time, if you're going to distribute it and market it, you kind of in a sense, have to have an idea of what your genre is. So twofold, yeah. two, two part question here. One, you've listened to some of our music. What would you classify mm. us as? And two, do you I think still, it's important to know that or to be in a lane? Um, I saw that you guys had done, was it funk, rock um, and rap? And kind of, yeah. The other one? Yeah. Is that what, yeah, I think that's yeah. what you guys. Hip hop with funk and rock kind of. Yeah. 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 I I think that you are closer to that um gosh, when I was listening to Fresh, it kind of reminded me of some stuff that I used to listen to like back in the 90s. It has this really cool eclectic feel. Um but I think you're on the right path with more the the funk/the slash the rap. 
I didn't hear as much hip hop, but I don't listen to a lot of hip hop either. So that could be just me. Um, so yeah, I think you're, um, I think you're on the right track with where you're putting yourself. Uh, for years in Australia, I get in a lot of trouble for just going, I don't classify myself. You do it. You want to hear me in country on country radio? Play me on country radio. You want to hear me in in rock? Play me there. But I had to choose a genre to release my music in for iTunes and Spotify. Um, So what I had to really do was look at my audience um, and what I heard the most throughout the years. And the hardest thing for me was that I heavily identified, this this sounds like it's going funny, um, going somewhere funny, Um, but I identified with them. with American country rock music, country rock pop music, that's not popular in my country. We're right. about 10 years behind. Right. That was hard. So while my music had a lot of people in America going, like, I really, you know, dig this stuff, Australia is just like, what are you doing? Yeah. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, and And the other thing that I had that was really hard was I feel like the stuff that I write, should have been back in the 90s, like like that real Alanis Morissette. Um, I always get right. Alanis Morissette, um, Melissa Etheridge, um, Cheryl Crow. That's where my style is. What's the closest we can get to that now? Country. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So maybe look at artists that have a similar-ish feel to what you do. Right. Um, but just know that if it is too unique and too different, then you have to be somebody like Pink to change the world. <laughs> Otherwise, you have to you have to somewhat sit in with what's going on without being too different. Unfortunately, no, that makes sense. That's something that I've learned. Um, that makes but total I've sense. kind of been around long enough now for um, for people to know that they're gonna get something different with every release, right. and and they like that. Right, but it's a lot of work when you're going out. You know, first off, going, "Hey, look what I've got." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, and you know what I've found: a lot of people in the industry in Australia have been super supportive of what I do, but a lot of the radio and people that listen have taken a lot more to come around. Right. So it's right. like these industry people are like. Man, she's really she really knows what you know what she's doing and what she wants to do, whereas it took a little bit more for more commonplace people um, to understand that. So it's not an easy road when you're not fitting in the box with everyone else, but right. you don't want to fit in the box with everyone else either. So that's why you've really got to hone in <laughs> on your target market. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're totally right. No. Right, we have to find. The, I, yeah, you know you're right. We have to find the people oh. who. Uh... <laughs> I know it's hard. Is what I meant. It's hard I, right I, all I know, time. I know, I know. <laughs> but so that's my husband. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just have to find people that genuinely enjoy the style of music that we make, and then target it to them. Yeah, and you have to put out um, things that are interesting. It doesn't have to be just about your music all of the time. You know, right. you your main thing should be engagement you need people to engage with you that's why you can't just post for the sake of posting on social media yeah that's why you can't just put a post up that says come and join my mailing list it's not going to work you have to incentivize people you have to make them like you you have to create a relationship a connection 
that connection is what will take you and build you because people will talk about you. But if you're just going to get up and go, this is my song, listen, why the hell should we? That's, you know, and I've done stuff on that before. Like I see posts on Instagram all the time, got a new song drop and make sure you pre-order. Why the hell am I going to pre-order your song? I'm going to pre-order my song before I pre-order yours. You know, like you've got to get to a point where you're creative and you guys need to use your creativity to get people to listen and to, you know, to really understand who you are and what you do. You guys are funny and, you know, creative and really responsive and energetic. Use that. People like that. Thank you. you. Don't just throw yourself (laughs) And we do. We do. We do. We lose some compliments. (laughs) I think our struggle is... is uh, no, and I agree with you. That makes so much sense, and and you're totally right. Our struggle is is putting it out there. Like we are a fun group, and we have great friends, and we do a lot of really cool things that would look great on social media. That would really attract people into yeah. knowing, like, oh, this is what they're all about. I love it. But we just yeah. we suck at filming it. And we do all these crazy um, things, and then we're like, ah, oh, we didn't capture anything. This podcast That's has been. Me has been the only real like source of us actually putting content yeah. out there but otherwise yeah that's that's totally i can totally relate and that's not the way to be because I, I, <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I do that too i'm like oh my god this is you know so great i just and you know i was i took my husband um to as a surprise for his birthday to meet cheryl crow when she was here and amazing he had to force me to take a, to get a photo with us because I didn't want to put her out. Yeah, you know, like yeah, it's just right. stuff like that. Um, but my husband, when when Adele came to tour here, he actually um, sang on on Adele's tour here, <laughs> and I was fine. I know he's not even the singer in the family. They needed men. I'm like. Jesus Christ. Okay. Well, anyway, but I was able to plaster that everywhere, you know, because the attention wasn't for me. Right, right. So you just really have to focus and remember what you are building and just try not to be wanky about it. I'm sure you won't be. Yeah. You know, like, like I don't if know. you're doing cool things. <laughs> we are totally wanky, to- but it's not for the camera it's like it happens and then afterwards we're like oh we probably should have filmed some of that you have to be more intentional yeah that's what i'm yeah you really do um otherwise you know just throwing a post up there and saying this is what we do is not going to get you to where you need to go totally um and and with shape I'm actually really different to how I am as an artist because I've been so crafted as an artist with, um, you know, through managers and through um, people that are, you know, mentoring me um, that I have to have this really super polished product. Um, But when I would have a a radio interview, you know, they'd look at my picture and then they'd talk to me and they'd be like, this almost doesn't match. When I started Shape, that was the one thing that I really had to think about was, okay, how am I going to present myself? You know what? I'm just going to be me. And for me, I don't use big words. Um, I can if I have to, but I don't, you know. Um, (laughs) And I'm really super down to earth um, and and I swear a little bit. Oh, we swear a lot. (laughs) <laughs> but it's not like a lady. <laughs> but um, but I kind of toe that line with 
trying to keep a little bit polished, but being me a lot. And that right. seems to attract a lot of a lot of people who are too scared to get into the industry because of all of the words, because of all of the terminology. Right, right. So that's kind of where I've really focused myself um, in my videos. If you watch my YouTube videos, it's just like this. Yeah. It's no, I love it. Really, really conversational, which was hard to do to begin with. I'm like, okay, how do I be me? Yeah. do these youtube videos so um so yeah it's about okay what's gonna you know what's gonna connect with the audience and then the other thing that you guys need to remember is time it takes time yeah it really takes time so um yeah as long as you're willing to understand that it, it does take a little bit of time you can fast track it by doing all of these right things right right you know <laughs> that um, we're not doing <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. that we will be doing exactly <laughs> you will be doing that and exactly. um and i talk about that in you know i do a little bit of facebook advertising with a marketing company company in nashville who are wonderful they help me with all of my facebook ads and stuff and i talk about that a lot you know in the ads is you can fast track your career and sometimes you get people saying no you can't you can't do that. It's not possible. And it's like, okay, if I was to give you a diamond and a cubic zirconia, they look identical. How are you going to tell me which one's which? You can't, right? But if I told you that if you took a piece of sandpaper and sandpapered both of them, the cubic zirconia would be the one to scratch, the diamond wouldn't, what have you got? You've got the answer because you the have diamond. that knowledge. <laughs> You've got the diamond. Mm, exactly. And that's that. That's the same kind of concept. If you have the information and you follow the formula, then it's not going to take 20 years right. <laughs> or 10 right. years. It might take four or five, you know, depending on how much work you put into it. But it's a long game. But in the meantime, you can make money from it by doing gigs and things like that, teaching, whatever. And, um, and that's kind of how you build that career. You can't just go out and release music and, and make money from it unless you have like a one-hit wonder kind of thing. Right. <laughs> I wouldn't mind or a one-hit wonder. Oh, I would love one. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I'd be but okay even with then, that. Even then, you've got to have all of the media behind you and, and you know, how, yeah. do you, how does that happen? How does that happen? So Yeah. Yeah, yeah wow. You Lots just throw money at it. it. I'm exhausted myself. <laughs> yeah, we just got a free course. Pretty, pretty much. And our yeah. listeners just got a free course too. Yes. But no, as much as we joke about, wow, we're not doing anything. It's like, it's so helpful to hear that information from someone like yourself I'm that's glad. gone through it and kind of has the right attitude about trying to help other people figure it out. So you don't have to go through the same mistakes. Like, I think we yeah. have a lot to think about over the next yeah. uh, few it months. Is, <laughs> it's, it's heartbreaking. Like I've had so many doors close in my face before I've had them open. And the thing that I have going for me, the one thing that I was born with is, this, and I don't know if it's an ability or if it's something that's terrible, but um, I just can't give up. I don't know why. I just cannot quit. Yeah, you know, like that, I just, that's a good thing. I just don't have the ability. It's just not in me to quit. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, as many times as I got hit down, I just kept getting back up. You know, that's a good <laughs> quality. Yeah, I like that Battered too. Bruised, but yeah. I like that too. Do. I think we're taking the yeah. safe 
the the, the comfortable, comfortable position <laughs> in that we're well, not even letting I, ourselves get it, kicked well. down right we're we're not putting ourselves out there enough to even take it as a oh that was a no it was like oh okay we have no expectations here's our music yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so oh gosh maybe we you should know, i really i'm really glad though that i am, am speaking to you guys because i i find a number of people seem to I, for some reason, I feel like a lot of people know this stuff, but it's really good for me to know that, you know, most people actually don't know this stuff because I keep thinking, <laughs> nope, what, am I don't. putting stuff, you know, am I putting stuff out there that people just already know? That's, that's I don't one think of my so. ideas. I don't think, you, I, so. I think the people yeah, that I know. Would, I would imagine. Is, oh, go ahead, John. Sorry. I, I, I would assume the people that know this stuff don't need it. It's the yeah. thousands and thousands of people that don't know this stuff that do need it. Yeah. No, and, and like even I know like 10 people that need to know this and they don't know it. <laughs> yeah. So it's like if I know 10 people, John knows another 10 people. It's like I'm sure yeah. there's millions of people that mm-hmm. need to know this stuff. I agree. Yeah. I want to put one well, thing. That's... Sorry. Go ahead, Christy. I cut you off. Oh, no, I just said that's comforting for me. <laughs> good, good. Um, we've been, we, we, I mean, I, I could chat for hours like this, but we do have music to go through. But before we even get there, I have one thing that I want to put to rest, um, and I'd love your expert opinion on it. So a couple of episodes ago, I went on a bit of a rant um, about press releases. And you mentioned this a little bit earlier about using big words and, and just y- you're more down to earth or whatever, but... I had, we get all sorts of press kits and press releases as submissions for our show. And so all of these people, yeah, we get tons and and it's been awesome. And I'm so grateful. Like we have a third party person, Doug, who sets up all our episodes. He takes all the, yeah, he takes all the emails in, puts episodes together with similar genre music, gets them to sign agreements Mm -hmm. to saying we have consent to use their music, et cetera, et cetera. So that Mark and I are hearing the song for the first time on the show. But my problem was that we were getting these bios that were just long and using all these huge words and i'm thinking like i'm not a record producer but even i'm reading this just just looking at it going blah like it's 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 just like (laughs) and i went on this big rant and mark was like dude you're being rude and i'm like i'm not being rude i just like wish artists would just tell us with layman terms like clearly get to the point who are you where'd you come from what's your music like etc but it was this huge theatrical performance around all these different adjectives that i can't even pronounce i don't even know what they mean and it's like you're just an us thing (laughs) maybe it is an us thing well that's why i want christy's opinion like what are your thoughts on on just being to the point yeah um in the course in my course i literally have one of my press releases, as an example, and a template that tells you exactly what you need to put in this course before this. To the point that you know you've got enough of a bio to show them a few things about who you are, what the song is, so they can read it out. What you have to remember as well, especially if this is for radio, a lot of the times they will just read straight from your press release. That's what sent. we do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That so, is what we do. 
So that can be bad. Yeah. <laughs> so what you need to do is write this release in a way that if they read through it, it's going to kind of flow a bit. It has the information. It has the links yeah. um, and the actual full links because what happens is if you just right-click here and it doesn't work, then they don't actually have the link. Um, and, it, yeah, it tells right. them how to access the music. And, um, yeah, it's just got to be simple and to the point. Um, I actually... I've just started reaching out to some podcasts that I'd really enjoy being on. And the one thing that I find, um, and we didn't do this because I don't know, we kind of just hooked up on Instagram, which is really cool. But mm -hmm. the one thing that I find that, um, and Graham Cochran talks about this actually, is when you're sending them an email, they don't really give a shit about what you do too much. They want to know what you can offer them. So now what I say is, right. you know, this is this is who I am. I'm an artist and I do this. Um, you know, if you'd like to look a bit further into that, here's a link. Uh, but, you know, I, I do do this for independent artists and I'd love to come on if you have a spot um, to chat about it and I actually have a free gift that I can give um, to your listeners as well. So it's, you know, there's something that I want to teach and give your listeners. Right. Um, and, you know, if 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 that's suitable for you guys, then I'd love to hear from you. So it's not about, hey, I want you to interview me and get me out there. It's not about what, you know, you can do for me. It's about what I might be able to offer your listeners. So that's something that I think everybody needs to listen to, um, whether you're sending music to a record producer, whether you're sending it into, you know, a podcast or a music blog, um, radio, television, anyone. What is interesting about you that they can use. No, that so makes I think total if, you, sense. Wow. if you look at it from that perspective, people people care, and this is like a statistical scientific thing, people care more always about themselves and what you can do for them. Um, there's a book called sure. um, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I don't know if Napoleon. you've heard of it. Yeah. Um, no, that's Think and Grow Rich. Oh, um, you're right, you're right, you're right. Is it, it Carnegie? Um, uh, I can't remember his first name, but he's I, I've Dale read Carnegie. It. Yes, yes. Dark, yeah, Dale Carnegie. Um, yeah, how to win friends and influence people. If yeah. you listen to that, it's always about making other people feel good. You will always get what you want if you make somebody else feel good or special or that you can do something for them or that you have their best interests at heart. That is how you get places. That is how you win friends and influence people. <laughs> <laughs> Done. I don't even need to read the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the Sorry. Coles notes for you no that's brilliant no great answer thank you thank you oh, i yeah, appreciate I that, that. <laughs> it does help but it, it it helps me but i i i think it also justifies my rant a little bit in that your rant yep it, it, <laughs> it, it, it is that like we, we i don't need all the fluffiness around no, your you press kit i just want to know what do you do and why should we care about your music see why should we care that's it. What do you What do you got for us? <laughs> Why should the world care? Yeah. Why should we care? Right? I don't. Exactly. Yeah, I don't need fifteen adjectives about how awesome your music is. <sighs> cool. Okay, I feel better about myself now. <laughs> <laughs> Rant justified. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Ask the expert. Okay, let's do the music. Let's get get through it because I, I I could do this all day, but I'm just taking advantage of your expertise. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's do what we do best. And uh, I'll, I'll, Christy, I'll give you a little bit of insight of what we do. So we listen to the song. We stop it roughly half through and collect a little bit of first thoughts. What are we thinking? What are we feeling? What's the vibe like on this song? And then when the song's over, we rate it on three different categories out of 10. So it's your sound quality and song structure. Now keep in mind sound quality no, I think I have run out of time, actually. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, this is getting too complicated. I'm out, um, which is cool. Oh, if you do need it's to drop me. off, by all means, you can do that. Um, lyrics and vocals is the other thing that we rate on. And then coolness and vibe. So just that's the subjective one. Like, did you personally like this song or not? So out of 10 on all three, it's biscuits. That's what we give a rating on. So at the end, we come up with a biscuit count. We track them on our website on the biscuit leaderboard. And um, yeah, we'll go from there. So today we've got country influenced songs. So not a hundred, I don't know, I haven't heard them yet, but not a hundred percent countries, just got some sort of a country feel to it. So it should be right okay. up your alley. Okay, cool. I hope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so let's go with the first band for tonight. Um, we've got Christian Montgomery and the Winterkill Band. First of all, love the name. Um, Song title is They'll Remember My Name. So, quick bio. Christian Montgomery grew up poor and prefers to catch his own meals on the waters off of Cape Cod and has always felt that his music defies genre. Okay. A lack of belonging colors his worldview and he wouldn't have it any other way. The battle between searching for common ground and accepting his otherness informs much of his songwriting that's it short short sweet to the point we have a small clip here from christian let's check it out Mm -mm. hey everybody i'm christian montgomery and i was just going to give a shout out to the harris brothers um they're going to be featuring my song they'll remember my name on their show and I just wanted to give you a little insight into this song. It's, uh, it's a song about being sick of it all. It's a song about working harder for less. It's a song about not taking it anymore. And it's a song about starting to give it back. So uh, take a listen. And uh, thanks to these guys for plugging us. All right. Amazing. Yeah, I like his first line, like working hard for less. It's like you need a little course and an ebook. (laughs) I can think of a course that you should take. Um, (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, I know you guys couldn't see the video right there, but he's got a bunch of like deer heads mounted on an old rustic fireplace behind him. It looks awesome. Looks very cool. Okay, without further ado, let's dive into it. They'll remember my name by Christian Montgomery and the Winterkill Band. Let's get it. But they spend away 
stop it here first of all christy how and mark how is it decent enough for you quality wise yeah i mean i can hear it i can't really tell um how good the production is yeah like, I figured. Um, but i can hear i can hear the song and the ideas and and yeah so but i just can't hear the quality yeah you can't yeah. judge on the actual mix yeah, itself usually yeah. the away one to get tough yeah but no, same, yeah same thing like so, yeah. uh, but uh, no, it's also not that bad. We've had it super bad. Sometimes. Yeah, I find like, Zoom is really bad. So, and I have, I actually have Wi-Fi now, so that true. helps. True. Okay. Cool. So, what are your first thoughts? I know that the mix might not sound great, but Christy, what are you thinking just in terms of the actual structure of the song? Oh, um, actually, it's. It, you said it might be down my alley. It's um, it's very very similar to my vein and, and what I actually love, which is really cool. Nice. Um, so I found um, the actual song and the feel to be really, really cool. The vibe's really cool. Like that's, for me, that's exactly kind of where I sit with my music. So that was interesting. That's something that I would actually go back to and listen yeah, to. Um, for sure. But the, the, the one thing that I am really careful of um, and I'm not quite sure that they got it in this like this time it's a great song it really is but if you're gonna use one sentence only for your chorus it really has to be really good you know yeah. um it has to hit that home coldplay, coldplay song is it clocks um you you are you like you are, you know, like imagine wow. coming home saying, oh, I wrote a chorus. Um, how's it go? <laughs> yeah. It goes, it's four words. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, yeah. um, so for that, it's like, oh, remember my, remember my, like by the fourth one, I'm just like, yeah, you know, yeah I, I can feel that. Gone with something different. Um, but, but it's, it's structured really well, but I just think that it's a really big thing to take on a chorus with one sentence repeated. Yeah, I agree. That's but, a tough one. Yeah, I really liked it. That's a tough yeah. one. But I really, really loved the. Um, he had a really cool voice too. Like actually, a really good open mm-hmm. sound, which is really good. 
Yeah, I'll say the same thing. Like, I, the, there's harmonies throughout, which I thought was cool. Started off with harmonies. Um, almost the whole time, you're hearing some pretty um, layered vocals, which I do like. I appreciate. There's also a couple of instruments in there that I'm a big fan of. Almost, almost like a talk box style guitar. I don't know if you guys could pick that up, but very. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Very like envelope like filtered envelope like talk boxy style guitar kind of coming in in a couple of licks which i really did like i i thought this was cool it's got a really like bluesy vibe kind of reminds me of tragically hip in some styles i I, i'm liking it i'm liking it mark what are your first thoughts yeah yeah no no you guys nailed it um just like sitting here and it's like one that you're like bobbing your head to it's like ooh, could definitely listen to this I feel so, like it would translate well to live. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would like that. So, okay, let's dive in and listen to the second half here. Boom. Um, it reminds me of the um, do you remember the band Perry? Better Dig Two. I know that song. No country band. They're pretty popular. They were popular. Um, it's it's white. It's up that kind of alley. You'll have to hear it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll write that down. It's got that same feel, that same vibe. Nice. Which is um, which is American country music basically. So yeah, yeah. yeah very very 
bluesy and rock but definitely some western like country western influence or american country as you would call it um yeah which is exactly what i told you my style was earlier yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, very cool that kind of feel yeah Uh, i like it i think we should dive into it all right let's do it let's give let's hand out some biscuits well butter my bottom and call me a biscuit Biscuit. okay so (laughs) All right. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Uh, three different categories. Uh, I'll just give you a, a, a benchmark here. So Mark and I will go first and we'll, t- we'll give you an idea of what we're doing, right? <laughs> We've never really dropped a, anything <laughs> below six biscuits. So that's kind of like, you know, seven, six, seven's good. Eight's like, oh yeah, really, really good. Nine's like, wow, this was, this was outstanding. So, and a 10 is just, it, it blew you off your chair. So sound quality. I'm the only one here that's getting the, the, good mix so i'll speak about that and you guys can talk more about the song structure but sound quality to me it was good it was it was a good mix the vocals sat really really nicely um my only feedback on ter- in terms of the sound quality was there was a couple of guitar solos in there that felt like they needed a bit of a mid boost they just almost got drowned out by some other instruments which I mean, when I'm hearing a guitar solo and there's nothing else happening, I I really want to hear that guitar solo. And I feel like it got muddled down a little bit. And that's my only bit of feedback in terms of sound quality. Otherwise, the vocal effect chain sounded fantastic. And I I liked the structure of the song. I thought it was neat. So for sound quality, I'm going to go with just a 7.9 biscuits. That's what I am thinking. Mark, what about yourself? Song structure, sound quality. I mean, it's pretty cool. Like that was a really cool song. Um, this the sound quality is tough. Like it was kind of like, yeah, getting really loud, really quiet. So it's hard to like pick up the the clarity of it. But I right. mean, it's pretty cool. I definitely like the sounds of the guitar and the drums and the breakdown at the end was cool. Like the just like slow cymbal crashes and stuff. So all in all, I think I'm gonna go about the same. I'm I'm going seven point eight biscuits, of course. Biscuits. All right, Christy. Of course. I know that the sound quality is tough digitally, but you can talk to structure a bit. Um, I did have a question because I can't really hear it properly, but there was a, is there like a, um, like a, when he's talking or something at the end of the song, like through a, like a megaphone thing. Yeah. Yeah. It did. It It had that like, like, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. It had that like talk back mic, like telephone effect to it. Yeah. You know what I would have loved? Not that. You know, I'm not a producer at all, but I would have loved for it to actually just finish on that. I think that would have been so cool. Uh, anyway. I agree. Um, you know, like the music to trail out underneath and then that just finishes it. It's just because it was such a really cool, strong thing. I agree. Um, anyway, so, um, but the structure, um, yeah, it was, um, you know, aside from the the chorus thing that we talked about, um, yeah, I, gosh, I would, I would probably, I would go as far as an eight because I've heard a lot of stuff and that's it's actually really good so eight biscuits from me (laughs) nice nice wonderful okay next step is lyrics and vocals for me this is one of those ones where i mean obviously the chorus is the same sentence going over so that was pretty easy to comprehend but i didn't catch much of the lyrics in the verses um Mm -hmm. 
and that's because there's a lot going on and I was gra- like really going on with the groove and the different instruments and so I missed it so I'm going to speak more to vocals I thought the vocals were great were great I thought Christian has a great voice I loved the layering and the harmonies throughout the entire song and then kind of neat right at the end to bring in that that megaphone effect that we talked about so for me I'm going to say like an 8.3 is what I'm feeling for lyrics and vocals Ooh. 8.3 biscuits of course very nice Mark. Of course, of course. Um, what else would it be? But no, totally agree. Um, he's got a wicked voice, and I would love to see him live or yeah. like no music. Like I feel like it would translate really well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's kind of a style of singing I personally like, like raspy and low pitch. Like I, I think it's a really cool talent, um, and I wish there was more of that around. So yeah, I'm gonna go eight point four. Ooh, biscuits. Very nice, Christy. <laughs> over to you. Yeah, I'm with you. I've always loved that raspy, low kind of thing, um, mainly because I don't have it. So (laughs) we we always want what we don't have. Um, Yeah, but that's really cool. It's kind of almost almost heading on to that Chris Stapleton sort of feel. Kind of just edging on that, you know. Um, I think that you didn't get the lyrics because there, like you said, there is so much going on, and sometimes we have to be really careful um, when when producing a song that you're not just putting everything in um, over the top of each other. So some of the harmonies for me actually clashed a little bit. So yeah. there were places where I'm like, okay, well, probably could have pulled back on that. Um, and lyrically, I didn't. Yeah, I couldn't really hear too much, um, but vocally the connection with his lyrics he must have known what he was he was talking about i feel because i feel like he connected to his lyrics yeah um so so i'm gonna go with um 7.8 amazing okay but he does have a good Good he does have a good voice definitely definitely I, i i love the tone and the rasp for sure um so last category and my favorite coolness and vibe very subjective so does this song resonate with you do you think it's cool would you would it inspire you to check out more of the artist's work so for me definitely i thought this was really cool this gives me that like like live scenario where i can just like see myself walking into a smoky bar and hearing this playing in the back (laughs) yeah saloon and just thinking like oh this is cool like i i i didn't i enjoyed it i thought it was cool i thought i had a cool vibe to it so for me this is this is the higher one for me i'm going to 8.6 biscuits for coolness and vibe that's what i'm feeling mark yeah very fair um i agree that sets the scene nice like you picture that in a movie nice little saloon old guy in the back singing this yeah um just cool i'd love to check out more of his stuff too love to hear it in full quality as well and kind of be able to pick it apart a little more so i'm gonna go eight biscuits for me that's fair that's fair christy over to you last category um you know i'm so picky and my husband gets really annoyed at me because i am so picky and especially teaching for 20 years um so it's insane to me that the first song you ask me to listen to is not only what I try to write but is what I love um so for me coolness and vibe like you're not going to hit me very often with something that I actually really (laughs) like so this is insane um so I'm actually going to give him a 9.5 because it can't it probably couldn't be any closer to the vibe that I love and when I listen to makes me want to continue to write music nice wow that's awesome well in that case I highly recommend you 
Christy, and everyone else who's listening that jived with this, check out the rest of Christian Montgomery and the Wintercle Band's music. They have a whole album. They just released this album yeah. not too long ago. It's called Prince of Poverty. Um, and there's a bunch of songs on here. So check it out. Wow. Sounds great. For sure. Very cool. Sure. And when it's all said and done, the biscuit processor gives us a final score of 82.5 biscuits. So that's not bad. Well done. It's a good score. Well done, Christian. And the Winter Co Band can never forget about the band. No. <laughs> no, especially the bass player. Yeah. The Pips, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now that we're through that, let's dive into artist number two. Um, Mark, do you have the template open? Do you want to? I do. Do you want to introduce uh, our do. second artist? Let's do it. We have got Olivia Rose. Ooh. Is that the right one? Yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> Song title, Gold. A rather lengthy bio. Um, on the unpredictable journey of life, Olivia Rose is the recording soundtrack putting her emotional truth into heartfelt, relatable songs that mirror our own feelings, formative experiences, and fondest memories. Hmm. Sounds great. Um, She's young, isn't she? I don't, don't know. know. I don't have an age here, but it... Yeah, I would seem so. She is um, young. Growing I, up in yeah. her native Elk Point, Alberta. Wow, I've Ooh, never heard of that. Canada. Um, Olivia Rose was surrounded by the sounds of country music legends like Loretta L- Linnant. Oh, Dolly Parton. Okay, I've heard of her. Um, <laughs> along with the influences of current superstars, Miranda Lambert, Taylor Swift. Um, She sings herself to sleep before she can talk. Olivia Rose was so moved by the storytelling and comfort within the country genre. She she began to songwrite and perform at the age of nine, um, being crowned a few months later as one of the division winners of the 2009 Global Country Star Search. Wow. All right. That sounds cool. Olivia Rose. Olivia. Yeah, we have a clip. Could be young, could be old. No, she's young. She's young for sure. Uh, we've got a clip here. Let's... <laughs> Do we know that? <laughs> oh yeah, I follow her on uh, on. She follows oh, okay. our Instagram. Right. She's, no, no. she's she's young. great. She seems super cool. I haven't heard her music yet though, but I'm super excited. So, uh, let's hear the clip here. It's just a short one. Hey everyone, my name is Olivia Rose. I'm a 21-year-old country musician and songwriter from Alberta. I just want to give a huge shout out and thank you to the Hearst Brothers for featuring my song Gold on today's podcast. Gold is an upbeat, happy, no strings attached kind of love song, and I hope you enjoy it. All right. Amazing. From Elk Point. Short and sweet. 21 years old. Canadian. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. Let's check it out. I wish I was 21. Yeah, I wish I was 21, too. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Yeah. No kidding. All right. Gold by Olivia Rose. Just this little teaser You're stuck in my mind You run through my veins What's it gonna take to stake my claim? I know You're the real thing You are
Okay, let's stop it here. Wow. I <laughs> wow. Yeah, I I really like this, but I'm curious to hear Christy's opinion. What are your thoughts, Christy? Oh, I had a question first for you. Um, just mm-hmm. with that mix, is because it just seems this way here. Is her voice really, really, really forward? Or no. is it sitting in there? Yeah, I think that's just the digital conversion. It's it's yeah, cool. it's it's present. It literally sounds like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know what you're like talking about. Over the top uh, I know what you're talking about, but I can assure you the mix is, is really okay. good. Like the vocals are present and they're there and they're forward, but the, it's not too much. It's mm-hmm. it's good. Okay. It sounds like radio ready to me. Yeah, cool. Okay. So right. um, my first <laughs> my first instinct was um reminded me the before she sang reminded me of Sean Mullins. Don't know who that is. Oh, yeah. don't know him. Everything's gonna be all okay. Right. All right, yeah. Okay, I know Sean Mullins. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 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 Um. So, yeah. So that baseline was like really similar. Okay. Um, to some of his stuff. Um. So that reminded me of that straight up. Um. She reminds me vocally, kind of like sitting in with that more Kelsey Ballerini. Do you know Kelsey Ballerini? Nope. Okay. Massive, massive, massive country star. She will know who Kelsey Ballerini is. Okay. Actually, a friend that I grew up with is married to her. He moved over and married her. Wow. Anyway, um, yeah, and she's like, she had that song that was a massive hit called Peter Pan. Oh um, yeah, I know that song. Yeah, that was like last summer. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, vocally, she's got a really, really sweet voice. Um, I think whoever totally. produced her might have, should have probably spoken to her. Um, about the the breath, the the breaths in there, because okay. that for me, I don't know if that's really evident on your end, but it was just, or if you listen back or listen to the rest of the song, um, my ear kind of took me to that before anything. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it was like it was really, really over the top. But vocally, she's got a really sweet, um, interesting, cute voice that really suited the song, and I thought the song was really clever too. Yes, um, just with the gold though when she said that and used that as the melody like a melody at the end there go oh, 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 whatever she did yeah yeah uh, i thought that i thought that would have been repeated i thought that would have been really cool because i think that's a hook and you only kind of heard it once i think if it was there twice that would just really just give the song an, an, an extra hook but it's really cool that's that's my thought anyway that's amazing this yeah, is why nice. we're having your on, you on because your 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 feedback it, it comes from such a higher level of credibility than ours does, and those are all really oh, great no, points. No, 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 it does. That's what are you why I love. About? Yeah, that's why I love <laughs> having. Like, oh, it's good. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not listening for those things specifically, so I will listen more for breaths. But to me, once you hear the breaths, you'll never unhear another song. Mm, so I, I know, know especially coming from like a mixing engineer's perspective, like I, yeah. that is something I'm Be conscious of, but I don't vocalists. listen to all the time. Um, but yeah. I want to say, from the average consumer of music's point of view, um, Olivia, this is great. Like, th- yeah, th- I th- it's. It- how can I say this? If I was driving and I turned on my country radio station on the car and this song came on, it wouldn't feel the least bit out of place. Like it sounds yeah, really well done. It sounds like a really yeah. cool song to me. It's super catchy. It's fun. It's like I can picture like a a party out on the water and everyone's on the boat and like it's just just a fun drinking White Claws type song. That's how <laughs> That's how I see it. 
Um, Mark, what are your first yeah. impressions, first no, thoughts? I like it. I, I honestly, I really like the music to it. Like the guitar yeah. lick is cool. Like the the actual sound of the of the song is great. So and and her voice is phenomenal too. So yeah, looking forward I liked to hearing it. more. I liked it a lot. I liked Christina it. Christina Rose. No, Olivia Rose. Olivia Rose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is great. Yeah, sorry, this is- Olivia. <laughs> Don't yeah, be sorry. No, no. That's why we have you on here to provide the expert oh, no, advice. I'm apologizing for him calling her Christina. Oh, I'll cut yeah, that on out. My behalf. I'll cut that out. We'll just cut I that think out. Great. I think she's great. Yeah, she is. I think she's great too. I think she's super cool. Um, all right, let's check out the second half of the song. Let's go. Finding all the fools and fakers, bright and shiny, hiding a heartbreaker. But you're a hundred percent the absolute best One ounce of you is worth all the rest I ain't gonna let you go Yeah, really, really good. That, that yeah, I'm, that got me very fired up. Very fired up. Um, and there you go, Christy. She finally hung on to that hook a couple of times at the end, <laughs> which was cool. She did. Very cool. Did. I loved the breakdown. I love how it got yeah. quieter. I know you like. I feel. I wish you guys could hear the mix at the same quality that I can. It's just that's technology's not quite there yet. But um, really, really well mixed. And in that breakdown, there was a lot of just spatial recognition with the instruments as well just hard pans and little things coming up on the left and things being set way far back and it it was it was really well done like the production value i think is very high on this song so i will at least tell you guys that so that you know (laughs) and if you're listening to this podcast you're hearing it in full quality so you will also agree with me and know um but all right without any further uh jimmer jammer let's dive into the whole biscuit situation Biscuits. Biscuits. How many biscuits? How many biscuits? How many biscuits? That's the question. We don't know. We're going to find out. Um, So, sound quality. I'll start us off. You heard me saying, like, the production value is super high. I thought this was super catchy. Radio ready. Like, I loved it. Catchy. Modern. Had a lot of really cool effects in there that you hear 
sometimes in in newer more modern country but borrowed from the pop industry like i i I like that i like that a lot so for me i'm going pretty high on sound quality i'm gonna go 8.8 biscuits oh Uh, that's because i got a chance to hear the mix um but you guys are acting more on the kind of structure of the song and the layout so um let's hand it over to you mark what are you thinking yeah well i don't know super cool like like i said the guitar lick awesome i love the keys when they came in like yeah yeah. i I didn't pick that up at first um man yeah really cool song like it like you said like there's no way I would even think twice hearing that on like a country radio station or, no. or, or live. I, I think it would be a fantastic as well. Um, and the breakdown it's cool. I think we've said it like a million times, but I love when songs break it down to like bear. And then she brought it back really quickly, which was cool. Mm. Um, yeah. So sound quality uh, and structure. I'm going at 8.3. Ooh, very nice. Well done. Olivia. Great job, Olivia. Christy, over to you. Yeah, I was just trying to have a look and see who who produced it for her, and it was um I don't know if you guys know him. His name's Bart McKay. Nope. So he's a he's a an award winning Canadian producer. He's actually worked on some stuff with no doubt. another country singer named Gord Bamford that has played out here a bit. <laughs> that we also don't know. Yeah. So um, <laughs> lucky you brought me on for the country ones. <laughs> well, yeah, let me just also point out that country is not Mark and I's strong suit. Um, nor is it our preference of music. We grew up with oh, our, you're loving it. Our parents listened to country music. <laughs> oh, I love country. So every time we were in the car, it was always country radio if our parents yeah. were driving. Yeah. But that's not our preference. But we have an appreciation yeah. and we're trying to be open. So I might not be yeah, knowledgeable, I mean, but I love country. My my preference is definitely not straight up traditional country either. It's not my thing at all. Like I started right. loving country music when I heard Shania Twain. You know, so yeah. <laughs> Heard I'm a sure lot you of that. Know who that is. You sure did. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yes, I'm not surprised that it's produced really well. Um, yeah. yeah. Considering who did it, so she's on the right track with who she's working with, which is also really important because of the connections. But no um, so for the structure of the song, yeah, I mean, I've I've got to give it like an eight point eight. Um, nice. because you know, he's, he's done well. And she, if she wrote the song, she would have brought it to him and they would have worked it. And, um, and that's why you're hearing a radio ready, ready quality song coming from a 21 year old. She's working with good people. Nice. So yeah, well done. Well done, Olivia. Well done. <laughs> and I mean, that's where the Hearst brothers are failing. Like we're not working with anybody that's connected. <laughs> if I'm with like anything know? today, it's that we're failing. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you though. No, 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 no. Don't worry because these days you can do it on your own and you can build your own, you know, your own fan base. That's being an indie artist. People like um, Olivia going down that track, working with those people, they're shooting for what you said you're not shooting for. That's right. That's my my um understanding right. anyway yeah. right no no that's I fair save. that's fair <laughs> yeah i mean hey like, like after this episode when you see no episodes released no more new music <laughs> our, our instagram's deleted it's like, yeah, oh wow i just crushed the hearse <laughs> I mean, you guys are going great I was happy to come on here. No, I'm just kidding around. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny. But if there's any like Grammy award winning producers that want to work with us, I mean, I wouldn't say no. I'd be into it. Yeah, I when I did my last album, I worked with a Grammy winner. 
in um, Nashville. It was amazing. Ooh. Amazing. Yeah. But this time I did my own from home. I'm doing my own. And the one that's done the best for me was produced by my husband and I at home as well. So maybe you so. guys should produce our stuff. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> what I'm saying is <laughs> yeah, I mean, you if... can definitely do your own stuff. Oh, okay. Definitely. I see. I see. Yeah. Uh, all right let's let's keep going here so lyrics and vocals um to me lyrically this was an easy one this was an easy one to follow along with love the story love the connection like the you are gold looking for that 24 karat kiss like it was just very very catchy and relatable and i liked it had little metaphors which were which were cool. The vocals are great. Olivia's got a wonderful voice. I'm going just a straight nine biscuits for me. I really, really nice. enjoy her voice. I think it's it's very yeah. good. It's very yeah, good. No, I think you nailed it. Like she has a beautiful voice. Yeah. Um and a yeah, cool song. Like it's catchy. Um, no complaints on my part. I'm gonna go eight point seven biscuits. Woo. There we go. Well done. Onwards. Olivia. Christy. What was the category again? Lyrics, vocals. Oh, yes, yeah. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. She's a she's a she's a great little. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. She's um she's a great little singer and she's got a nice um nice vocal range. She goes up into she's she's not losing any of her strength or anything going up into the high stuff. So that's really good. And yeah, the lyrics were um cool and they were really transparent. So I'm gonna also give it a nine. I think it was really good. Nice. Really, really good. Yeah, yeah. I agree totally. Okay, coolness and vibe subjective category coolness and vibe for me i mean if i'm listening to country personally like i said not my preference of music but i like fun country like if i'm gonna listen to country music i want it to be something that's gonna make me smile while i'm driving on a sunny day or something or just like something i can drink to (laughs) (laughs) well i also like oh i'm i (laughs) you believe i'm gonna check your music out too but i also like christian montgomery like i also love that to me that's more of a live scenario like if i'm watching music live like that's what i want to see i want to see that um whereas if i'm just driving and i want something that's kind of just fluffy and like i can just put on and not really have to think then yeah olivia would be my go-to for that so coolness and vibe i'm going with just a straight 8.5 biscuits that's how i'm feeling mark nice nice um yeah no i mean this certainly isn't my go-to tune that i'd toss on from a personal preference while i'm driving around um but it's cool like i can appreciate how awesome it is and how good of an artist that she is and she's 21 so yeah that's pretty impressive um i don't know what i was doing at 21 but not that um i was having kids (laughs) <laughs> well that's also impressive yeah i also was doing than that so <laughs> um but no uh yeah like coolness and vibe uh, i'm gonna go with an eight i think that's pretty that's pretty fair for my own personal opinion but well done 100 or christina <laughs> olivia but okay cool all right christy over <laughs> to you coolness and vibe what are you thinking yeah yeah for me this is um Again, this is a personal thing. This is the stuff that I try to stay away from recording myself because I'm not very good at it and I don't like that fluffy side um, of music. But what she did with it was fantastic. Like she knows what she's doing um, and she did it really well. So um, so I'm just going to go with um, with a straight eight. Yep. And that's high because that's that's not my favorite style of country music. Yep. That's fair. All right. When it's said and done. We got an 85.6 for Olivia Rose. Gold. That's good. That's a great score. 
put you up there yeah, on the okay. leaderboard. Yeah, well done. Well done. All right, heading into our last song for the evening or uh, morning for you, Christy. So I'm going to introduce the last band here. We've got Modern Fools, and the song is called Moon. So Modern Fools' debut album release, Seer. Uh, the band is led by wandering songwriter and New Hampshire native Josh Blair. Where's New Hampshire? That's in the States somewhere, right? Yeah. Okay. It's like East Coast. I'm right. so that could be so wrong. <laughs> All right. All I need to know. I think, I think it's like East Coast, like above. I, I won't even go on. All right. All I need to know. It's in the States. Uh, the yeah. album spans across genres in the indie slash alt on alt country sound space. Uh, the album has a certain desert feel at times from songs written while traveling in Joshua Tree, California. Seer came to life during the pandemic lockdown, like a lot of others artist's music has uh giving blair time to finish songs and record with bandmates the album was mixed by kevin suggs from seattle washington uh kexp's audio engineer album this launched may 8th okay very cool. cool very cool so it's recent it's new uh desert feels by some of it we're listening to moon by modern fools let's check it out bodies in motion Passing of time, a door that's left open, but you can't go inside. Voices of reason, shout whispers and lies. The truth is a feeling, just open your eyes. I'm going to stop it here. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. That really reminds me of, of Teskey brothers, not vocally, but just in the style of the instrumental. It's got that like really cool kind of three, four time that gets you like moving a bit with the real emphasis on the, on the last beat. Like, I like that. It's got an older feel. 
I have a I have a song like that sounds exactly like that. I thought you guys were playing it for a moment. <laughs> that, that feel. Yeah. That's so crazy. It's cool. Uh, that's, that, I I really like the like call and response with the voice and guitar. Yeah. Like almost like mimicking back. Like, ah, let's go. And I don't know if that was an organ, but an organ solo or something. Yeah, it was. Hammond? Yeah. Yeah, really it sounded cool. like a Hammond organ for sure. For sure. It was like guitar solo and then jumped into that. That got me excited because that's a little bit different. Yeah, really but cool. What that's cool something song. that's really popular here in Australia with one producer that I work with. It's like half, half. It'll be like half guitar solo, half pedal steel, half guitar. Half oh, organ. But cool. pedal steel gets me going though. <laughs> I love it. So I've been playing a lot of, uh, um, well, right now I'm into a big 12 string acoustic kick, but I've been playing a lot of slide with it. And I'm loving the slide sound. Very cool. And pedal steel is just like that on another level. <laughs> I want one actually, but they're super expensive. Like I they saw one on Kijiji expensive. that was like three thousand dollars. It's like whoa. Yeah, they're really expensive. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like not the most practical thing for us right now, but no. We we need to get our business plan first. <laughs> we need to buy <laughs> we need to Christy get out of James this comfortable course. lifestyle and then we can think about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We need to experience some discomfort first before we buy a pedal steel guitar. Um all right, cool. Any other first thoughts? Oh yeah, um the BVs made it sound like really 60s style. Yeah. Um reminded me of the the some of the tracks that play in Dirty Dancing, you yeah. know, when they're in the room yeah, dancing. Yeah. Totally. Um, and you got the shoot up to be do. <laughs> totally. I think there's some kind ooh la la's in like, this song. Yeah. Yeah, I was at yeah, there was something in there. Um and the guitar solo, that guitar sound did remind me actually of the more of the Chris Stapleton guitar yeah. sound. Yeah. So that was kind of I could see that. I could see that yeah. for sure. Simple, but elegant. that's what it sounded like on this side anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. Yeah. I know. I know. You're not getting it in full. I'm the only one. So you have to just trust my ear in some sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, no. It was really, really nice. Like the mix, the mix quality is good. Everything sounds in the right place to me. Um, and the solo was nice. Like it had a good, yeah. a good um It's also boost. like simple too. Like no, no, crazy. It just sounds beautiful. Like it's a nice tune. Yeah. Yeah, and let's not discount the the vocals. Like, I think he's got a great voice. Yeah. I really like yeah, it. Yeah, right from the start. Yeah. That's my thoughts. All right, let's finish it off. We're getting <laughs> towards the end here. Let's uh, let's hear it out, and then we'll uh, we'll let Christy go get some lunch. Let's do it.
Wow. I like the guitar at the end. Really liked it. A lot of cool guitar tones in there. At least four different ones that I picked out. Very cool. cool. Very cool. All right. Mark, do you know what time it is? No. Uh, Chrissy, do you know what time it is? Is it biscuit time? Oh, <laughs> oh we nailed it. Yeah, a lot of people don't <laughs> catch that, but you did. Biscuit time. Let's do it. Give me your biscuits. How many biscuits? Biscuits. There's a no biscuit for me, biscuit boy. Ooh, the last biscuit segment of the show uh christy i'm gonna give you the honors you know how it goes now so sound quality what are your thoughts structure quality yeah this the struct the structure of the song was great and i think the instrumentation was great um vocally i definitely liked when he got um up higher in his vocal range yeah showed that he has um that he has sang but i don't feel like he's a singer if that makes sense. I feel like he's an artist but not somebody that has always sang. Perhaps he plays before he sings. Um, Just because I just didn't feel as much energy from the vocal performance that it probably could have had. Um, But but in saying that, I, I felt like he... He was just really vibing to to the song in the studio. He felt pretty relaxed, which is really cool. Um, yeah, and the the structure of the song was pretty pretty good and pretty focused. So yeah, I thought it was good. Uh, do I have to give it? Uh, some oh biscuits? yeah, sound quality yeah, biscuits. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a seven point four. Fair enough. All right. Yeah, I liked it. I'll, I, you should also know that uh, I am definitely not a vocalist either or a singer. You don't have to be. You don't have to be. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, you don't sound like it. <laughs> no, no, no. I know. I already know that. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> no. Um, sometimes they're the ones that are the coolest artists. They make yeah, the artists. Like Kurt Vile. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mark, sound quality. What are you thinking? Ooh, yeah, I liked it. Like, I think as a whole, the structure of the song was cool. Like, that that's the kind of style of song that I'd like to listen to. Like you said, it kind of did sound like Teskey Brothers style. Um, in no way vocally, but that just, like, I, I don't know. That you, you just know this guy's really cool. And you're like, yeah, I'd yeah. like to hang out with him. Like, Me that's too. A, that's a nice song. Um, but, yeah, for structure-wise, I'm going to go 8.2 Biscuits. Yep, that's fair. Sound quality for me, I'm the one that got the full mix. I thought the mix was really, really good. Uh, a lot of instruments that I really liked in there. Guitar tones. Structure of the song was cool. I like seeing something other than your typical 4-4 time. So I'm I'm into that. Um, yeah, I thought it was nice. I thought it was really nice. It, it's, it, it had an old vibe to me too, right? It had like yeah, almost yeah. like a like a Beach Boys style of vibe. So... I, I liked it. I'm I'm going to go 8.4 biscuits for me. And I'm going to jump right into lyrics and vocals. Yeah, like, Christy, I totally know what you, you mean. You can tell with it. It just had more of a chill vibe where there was less emphasis on the actual vocals themselves and maybe yeah. more on the song writing and the band experience yeah. and the whole overall yeah. experience. So lyrics and yeah. vocals may fall a little short vocally, but I think the lyrics picked up for it. And I enjoyed the lyrics i thought it was cool like all about kind of the moon but there's a lot of hidden meanings in there to which i can't remember right now but listening to it i was like <laughs> oh yeah that's clever that's cool i like that so i'm, I'm gonna go with a 8.2 
for lyrics and vocals. And Christy, I'll jump to you. Lyrics and vocals. What are you thinking? Yeah. Um, please don't get me wrong regarding his vocals. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with what he's doing at all. For sure. Um, for sure. Actually, I think I think that he's nailing what he does and I think that is important and I don't think yeah. everybody can do that. So for the lyrics and vocals, I'm actually going to give it an 8.9 because I don't think it's Ooh. bad at all. I just think that it's different from the other two in that way. You I know, agree. that he's yeah, kind of yeah. super chill, like really chilled. Um, <laughs> but it's like he understands that. They understand that. That's the vibe they're going for. It's very intentional. So that's why I'm, yeah. I agree. For that. I agree yeah. with you. Great point. Uh, good answer. Yeah, great answer. Mark, lyrics and vocals. Let's yeah. do it. Um, I'm going to go 8.5. Biscuits. Okay. I thought it was really cool. Like he's got a really unique voice, unique sound. Or Maybe not unique because people follow it, but like just, yeah, his whole like vibe around his vocals fitting with that kind of a song was like, oh, cool. Like that's not the vocal sound I would have thought of picturing that style of sound, like song, but it works mm-hmm. really well in my opinion. So yeah, 8.5. Awesome. All right. Last category, coolness and vibe. Last rating for the night. Christy, I'm going to give you the honors. Coolness and vibe. What did you think? Did you like this song? Yeah. Yeah, um, well, I, I told you I've written a very similar feel song, so yeah, I like it. <laughs> nice, <laughs> um, nice. Um, so yeah, I, I, it was hard for me to hear a lot of the lyrics, but coolness and vibe, um, I'm going to go with an 8.6 because I think it was pretty cool. Yeah, I think so too. Mark, I'll let you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go 9. Um, I like it. Like that's that's a really cool sound for me, and I would definitely want to hear some more of his music, and I would be pretty inspired to write a song like that as well. Mm-hmm. Well mm-hmm. done. Yeah, I liked it too. I thought it was really cool. It gave me, it, it definitely gave me like a beach party, like at night type vibe to me, or um, or just like really old school, like really, you know, sixties, uh, prom night type vibe or something like that <laughs> i don't know i'm trying to like paint the vision that i had in my head when i was listening to this song so i enjoyed it i thought it was cool and i'm certainly interested in checking out more of modern fools music um so i'm gonna go 8.8 i'm gonna kind of sit comfortably between the two of you um which gives us our final score of 84.44 biscuits so not bad not bad at all. Nice. That's we've got it. We've had three, three great, great songs. Yeah, three yeah, really cool songs. Really good. Um, outside of what Mark and I would usually do, but we were we are trying to be more open, people. We did an electronic episode, which was out of our comfort zone, and we saved our three <laughs> country influenced songs for Christy to be a little outside of our comfort zone as well. So we're open to anything. And I know we have a punk rock episode coming out, which is really outside of my comfort zone. But hey, you, you, you know, you got to. We're gotta, trying to get uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. If you've learned anything from this episode, <laughs> yeah. it's that we're too comfortable. So let's get, let's yeah. get, get outside of that. Of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And I just uh, I want to thank you, Christy, for all of the awesome information that you've given us today and, and maybe oh, giving yeah. me a little push to get outside of that comfort zone. So <laughs> it's not taken for granted. Yeah. Success is on the other side of your comfort zone. I hope so. Oh, I like it. <laughs> I hope That's so. I'm say. I'm going to take a lot of your advice and you might even see um 
uh, the one little Instagram post that we did announcing our September 2nd release date that might change very shortly. <laughs> That's I, been deleted already. I, I think we need <laughs> more time. As we speak. <laughs> I think we need more time. I think we need to uh, reevaluate our plan and come out with maybe a different strategy. And so if you're, if your heart is set on and your heart will be hurt, if nobody hears what you're doing, then I would definitely reconsider. <sighs> I got thick skin, Done. so my heart won't get hurt. But I, I, I'm also smart enough. Uh, I, I listen to others, right? And I listen to people who know more than me. Yeah, so, so I, I, I want to take good. your advice seriously, and I think we need to do that. So, um, yeah, well, thank you. very thankful, and and very thankful that you've spent your time with us today. Ah, oh, it's my pleasure. It's been awesome. No, it's our pleasure. I, I, I really appreciate yeah. it. Um, <laughs> and we're gonna have to come to Australia. Well, yeah, we're sure. coming at some point anyways, because our cousin lives there well, and neither of us have made right it down. Now, you're not... <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Years. Yeah. no, right now you guys gotta come to the States. Yes. We're not allowed out. Right, sorry. Right. <laughs> right. Well, you know what? Soon enough. We can yeah, just yeah. keep things digital yeah. for now to stay sane. Yeah. Um Christy, usually in the last couple of minutes, I give uh, guests the opportunity if you want to let listeners know who've made it this far, where they can find you and all of your good stuff, you know, the, the whole yeah, plug sure. situation, feel free to do that. Yeah, great. Awesome. Well, um, I do have a free ebook that does have the five main steps that are really important that you can download at shapemusic.online forward slash ebook or one word. So they can have that for free. Um, it's got everything in there that will definitely help you get started and get you on your way. Uh, and then if you want to check out um, YouTube, it's just Shape Music Online or if you go to the website, it's shapemusic.online. Um, and if you want to see what I do as an artist, it's just you just have to Google Christy James Music and something will come up pretty simple amazing yeah it's awesome all right uh yeah if you've made it this far thank you for listening hey thanks again for listening to the show we encourage you to head on over to our website over at www.thehearstbrothers.com to check out the biscuit leaderboard and more information on the artists from this episode also check us out on spotify for the hearst brothers new music review playlist where you can listen to all the full songs that we've reviewed As a band, our mission is to raise money for Fighting Blindness Canada, as our youngest brother Jake lives with a disease called retinitis pigmentosa. We host annual fundraiser concerts, which you can watch on our website, and we've been releasing our own original music since the beginning of the year, 2020, to raise funds that are deeply needed for vision research. We've got a lot of new music on the way, so be sure to follow us on Spotify for all of our upcoming releases. Once again, thanks for listening.